You're listening to IT Market Buzz, sponsored by Copy Punch IT. Here's your host, Kimberly Duran. In part two of our interview, Paul shares his insights and lessons learned about the fundamentals of customer engagement with social media. I think it's fair to say that over the uh, 2009-2010 time frame, marketers were being asked to do more with less. There was less budget to go around. There was more experimentation and, and willingness to do stuff like that because, you know, our, the, the economy was sort of in a, in a funk, as I think we would all agree. So, you know, what, what you see is, like I was saying before, sort of, you know, early social science experiments within companies. And, and uh, what, what ends up happening is I think these companies, and this is not just a, an Avaya statement, I think it's a statement about any company over the last couple of years, you know, they kind of get the bug from a social media perspective, right? They get infected. Someone says, okay, I gotta, we got to do this thing about social. I don't know whether it's the CMO or <laughs> I don't know, the CEO, somebody gets it. I don't know who gets it, right? But, uh-huh. but, but it, all of a sudden, it's like, we got to do Facebook. we got to do Twitter. And then <laughs> things like this happen. You know, all of a sudden, there's five new Facebook fan pages and, you know, 42 different Facebook groups and dozens of LinkedIn <laughs> groups and, 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 you know, internal blogs and internal wikis and, ex- and a new external blog. And, and, uh-huh. and what I was saying was actually what happened at, at Avaya, right? And when I got there, there's a, you know, we didn't even own our own Twitter feed uh, our own Twitter handle. Someone else did. We had to go get it back. And then within a few weeks, we had 12 of them, right? I mean, it was <laughs> ridiculous. And and then a handful of employees started to go on to Yammer, which is an internal Twitter uh, type of an, an enterprise version of Twitter, right? And now there's more than 5,000 people out there. And the last count, I actually think, was more like 7,000. Wow. And, you know, five new fan pages on top of – Facebook fan pages on top of the existing 42 Facebook groups and the dozens of LinkedIn groups and the – external blog and the internal <laughs> blogs and the wikis, it was just ridiculous. So bottom line is in many companies, they've launched more media sites than all of the marketing budget combined can afford to <laughs> fill with content, right? And this, is the, and, and this is a universal, right? In many cases, whenever they get this bug, boom, this happens. And um, so what I felt is, you know, we needed to, you know, stop the madness, everyone Step away from the Kool-Aid for like five <laughs> minutes and just let me, you know, lock this thing down, right? And uh, and again, I think this is it's in this. I'm telling it in the context of what happened to me in Avaya, but I think it's indicative of every firm. So oh, yeah. if this sounds like you out there, then you know, check out <laughs> yeah. what we did, right? Because this is exactly what we did. So what we did was assemble a small group of social media savvy people. Right, that's step number one. Right, how do you do that? You go looking in every one of those places that I just mentioned that you just launched, all those 59,000 places that you just launched, (laughs) and you'll find that people like me and people like, you know, Jim, our sales guy, or John, our, you know, partner guy, and Peter, our legal guy, and Deb, our, you know, communications gal, we're all there. You know, we all went to see what's going to happen over there. And you go, okay, hey, you know, Jeb and uh, Deb and Jim and John and Peter, let's, Let's get together, right? Let's form a little, you know, social media savvy group and, uh, you know, the early adopters, whatever you want to call them, and start holding a weekly call. Uh, so I, I put out a call that was Friday noon, high noon as I called it, right? We're, we're, we're all going to get together on a Friday and discuss anything that got launched in the prior week and discuss our going forward strategy. Right, because the problem is you're you're behind the train. You need to get in front of the train, or you know whatever metaphor you want to use. So we started forming our our social media strategy by working on our mission, right? And our mission, out of bio, simple, 
four words, powerful, authentic, personal interaction. Right? Now, we set this before any of that stuff that I told you about social media and the contact center and the, you know, the whole idea of providing social support and all that kind of good stuff ever came about. Our idea was we want to, wherever we go, we want to be strong, we want to be authentic, we want to give very personal interaction in whatever site we choose to do it in. And, the, the, and, and this is, it really should sound like the opposite of what, <laughs> of what I said about all of these new places getting launched because that's not powerful, you know, highly inauthentic, uh, not all that personal interaction when you've got, you know, let's say 70 or 100 social media sites, right? I mean, what do you need your 43rd Facebook group for? <laughs> like, what is that going to do for you? It's going to create noise, right, to your signal. So the signal that you want to get out is getting noised up by your Avaya, you know, Venezuela group or whatever, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> I, pick, I hate to pick on them. Or Avaya Miami, they're usually my, they're friends of mine, so I can at least pick on them. Um, <laughs> you know, what do we need that for, right? So think about it from that perspective. As you, you have, I just want to interject that we know from content marketing that, that buyers are, actually slowed down a lot by overload of information. And so what you're saying about exponential Facebook pages and exponential everything, it really does have a negative effect on the buyer's purchase process. And we talk about that in some other interviews. So continue. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Um, yeah, so all right. Now you've, you've got the, the, head, the, the mindset correct. You've got the, the mission statement. You know, from there, we started to drill out objectives. And you, know, you may look around, and there are certain... Um, uh, you know, social media assets out there like the one created by Forrester, right? Forrester created the social media framework, I believe they call it, and it's called POST, you know, people, objective, strategy, and then technology, right? So we kind of started working down that trail, right? We did mission, then we went to objective, which would be the O part of the, the POST strategy. Then uh, actually we jumped to technologies, decided I wanted to focus down on a few key technologies. And quite frankly, if I had my wish, I would have focused on one. Uh, mm. Do it really, really, really well, probably Facebook, right? I mean, after writing all those books. But we launched so many new technologies that I had to, I decided to do four, you know, or we decided to do four as a group, which was our blog, our microblog presence on Twitter, right? Our social network on Facebook, and then our forum. And the idea was to have a simple corporate presence on each and then begin to more broadly participate. So again, powerful, authentic personal interaction. So, you know, establish that corporate embassy position on those places, right? And don't just own them, start to begin to create authentic, uh, authentic uh, conversations there. And, uh, and we, we also discussed at the time shutting down different Twitter handles. Right? What do we need Avaya support and Avaya services and this and that? You know, so you'll see if you go to some of them that we say, hey, we moved. We're over here. Come talk to us over here, right? <laughs> which, is the, which is the way to do it. Right? You, these things are lifelong things that you know, are going to live in perpetuity. My grandkids' grandkids should be able to see these things, hopefully. And uh, we, we want to be able to make sure we're, we're talking appropriately on that. And then we went ahead and defined our strategy. So the S part of the post, which was you know, for our blog, we wanted to use it as our our voice to show our personality and our culture. You know, our forums were for customers, you know, existing customers to help other customers. Our, you know, our Twitter feed was around highlighting 
conversations and bits of information, but also monitoring conversations around Avaya, monitoring conversations around our competition. I mean, you know, good stuff coming through there. And then finally, Facebook, right? And, and as I like to say, no social media strategy would leave my desk that didn't have Facebook in it, but it's not because uh, of anything, uh, anything other than the fact that I truly believe in Facebook, as I was talking to you about earlier, as the once-in-a-century-like mm-hmm. communication tool. And for a company, it's really the social media hub of everything within the company. It's the heartbeat, right? It's the news. It's the events. It's the tutorials, it's the videos, it's the polls, it's the community discussions that you can create around a, a um, platform like Facebook. So that's really where we ended up. And so the only thing out of the post strategy that we failed to complete was the people part of it. And my CMO at the time kept saying to me, I want to know where our customers, you know, where we can talk to our customers, social media, or our prospects, or our or the press, or partners. I'm like, well, they're in every Place. They're not in one place. We don't have a Twitter for customers and Twitter for partners Twitter <laughs> for, for press, and we only speak to those kind of people there. And that's what I think is a little bit of the flaw of that, of that approach. I mean, it's a wonderful approach because the first thing they say is, you know, start with your people. Well, our people are everywhere, right? And, and I don't care what audience you're talking about. They're in everything. I think what you need to define are what is the conversations you want to be part in. So you have conversations objectives, strategy, and the technology. Unfortunately, that makes a really horrible acronym <laughs> from a Forrester perspective. <laughs> cost, right? It spells cost, which is a horrible thing. But we went ahead and, and then once we had identified our objectives and our mission, as we talked about, our strategy and our technologies, or the technologies and the strategies we were using around those, we went ahead and defined conversations and where we wanted to be and where we wanted to show up. Right? So if someone's talking about, let's say, mobile communications, Right? That's right in the Avaya sweet spot, right? We should be there. If someone's talking about, I don't know, the impact of social media on communications, almost like this particular conversation, then we should be there, right? We should be talking about what we know in those spaces. And the only way you can do that is by identifying those kinds of conversations and the, the reach of the Avaya brand in that conversation, the sentiment around Avaya. And these are all, you know, through publicly available tools nowadays that you can get all this kind of information. So, that's a little bit on how we got to where we got to. And I know you were asking about the objectives, but you got a little bit more than you bargained for there. <laughs> That's fantastic because the, the story that you tell about setting those goals and, and having authenticity to it is a huge thing that most people are really missing. If they use the technology and they miss out on those factors, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about you emphasize retention of customers, not only acquisition. So I saw a number. I'm not sure if it's from your blog, but it's from a report on CSO Insights that new customer acquisition is a top priority for 91% of marketers. (laughs) Yep. So let's talk about how to use this for retention. That's what I'm already doing with, from a support perspective, but we're also using it around particular groups, right? So let's say a faction of our organization, customers within our organization that are, you know, top, top percentile type of customers, you know, can we talk to them directly? Can we provide them a community? Can we provide them a place to have a conversation with us specifically for them? And these usually turn into more of private type of communities, right? So this is not something we're out there, you know, doing publicly, but it's more of something that we're doing uh, to take our top, you know, X percentile of customers, which account for, 
you know, Y percent of our revenues, right, the old 80-20 Pareto principle, and give them a rich experience, give them access to information, give them visibility into our pipeline of innovation that's coming, give them the ability to tell us what they like, what they're looking for uh, in some of our products, you know, get feedback from them in that way. What's coming from an advertising perspective, I know they use it to, uh, here, here's our new ad campaign, do you like A or B, you know, this kind of stuff. So getting that kind of participation, getting that participation up is uh, an important piece of our puzzle. We've leaned on our user group a little bit to get some of those people in there. Uh, we launched this initially at our users group around a lot of the sessions that we were doing, our social tools, so you could talk about what session you liked and didn't like. So next year, I'm hoping that we're going to produce a uh, basically a users group event that is completely guided by our you know our best customers, what they want to hear about, rather than us going, here's the 19,000 things that we want to tell you about, and what you know, comes to <laughs> whichever ones you want, right? I mean, you know, that's been the case. For many companies, and, and certainly for us as well, now to have the, have people vote on what they uh, or want, want us to show them, and what they thought of last year's event, and you know the topics there, and vote on whatever topics are the ones for this coming year. That's in the works, and that's I, I think that's a real sea change. You know, social media is really changing how we're dialoguing with customers, and certainly our best customers, to to really enhance that retention that uh, that you were talking about. I have in my notes this quote, I think it's from your blog. It's important to recognize that the classic walls between who is a customer versus who is a partner versus who is a co-collaborator, those walls continue to erode. I love that. Oh, my that. God, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I almost feel, like, and I was, I was talking to our PR team, I almost feel like it's very amorphous now. People come in and out, and they might be from different areas of, the, of, of our own organization or outside of our own organization, where we're collaborating with people. And this is not just an Avaya statement. Again, this, I think, is happening in many companies today, which makes the decision-making process interesting, you know, the, the governance process interesting around certain decisions and, and certain product developments. We're learning how to collaborate, Avaya, yes, but many other companies, yes, in a much more open, transparent way. And the, by the way, we're not going back the other way. <laughs> this is not a, <laughs> a this is not a you know 1980s fad thing that's going to go away or something. <laughs> I, this is not like the uh, members only jacket that we wore back then. <laughs> this is uh, this is long lasting. My son, who's 15, who's even more fluent than I am in some cases on on Facebook. He's certainly on there a lot more than I am. He's going to expect to dialogue with his CEO at night on Facebook or like his his picture. Are you sure? <laughs> well, Are you sure he's going to want to talk? I mean, to not him? necessarily my CEO, but certainly his CEO, right? And and maybe that means it's a smaller, more collaborative environment for many companies. Maybe the the walls of the larger company are are, are coming down a little bit in in that sense. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think it has big implications for how he's going to want and in very few years, right? I mean, he's 15. He's going to be going to college in two years. And out of that, so let's say six, you know, call it eight. So you got five to ten years to figure this out, corporate America, right? To, to How are you going to allow these people, and even some of the younger, uh, some of the older ones, right, that are above his age that are so fluent in these tools, digital natives as uh you know, uh, some pe- some people call them to to thrive in an organization. The the idea of a closed, non-transparent organization that doesn't share information and uh, all the you know year-end goal setting and review process type of information you're seeing that start to to open up in many organizations. 
I, I think that's going to become public record within within a lot of firms in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. I want to jump into these predictions that you made for social media in 2010 on your blog, which is pauldenay.com. Uh, it's got a lot of great resources. So let's go through a couple of your predictions, and, and I'm curious if you have comments on whether they've come to pass. You have one about social media leaving the marketing department and transforming the rest of a B2B organization. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. My theory on this is social differs from e-commerce or the web or you know websites and in, in general, right? People tend to think of social in that same kind of way. Oh, it's the new e-commerce or the new web, well, web 2.0, blah, 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 all that stuff. And, and, okay, that approach was when website, let's go hire some really long-haired people and <laughs> stuffy people with, with, like, sandals and put them in a corner, have them go make a website for us, right? Then that was a very valid approach. But if you're taking that approach from a social media perspective, you're missing the boat, right, because it's bigger than that. It's broader than that, right? What we see in our organization and, you, and this is, again, not just a statement of a buy. It might be some in any other organization. You know, clearly, social has hit IT, right? IT is aware of Facebook and Twitter. And in some cases, in some uh, bizarre organizations, they've even shut off access to those things because they're dangerous. And we, we can talk mm-hmm. about that one in a minute. Um, but, you know, it's also obviously in the communications group. It's in the interactive group. You know, we see it uh, touching HR now. We see it touching recruiting now. Uh, we clearly see it touching billing and finance now. We see it touching our customer service, right, our contact center now. And now we're seeing it in product development and R&D. So it has the ability, it has like a transformational type of ability to go around your organization like a tornado and, or Hurricane Earl or whatever, you know, going around <laughs> trying to, you know, make uh, change within your organization around the customer, Right. I think there's never been a better time to be in marketing. I think CMOs have got a, a real gift that they're looking, you know, right in the eye of that tiger in the sense of, you know, can you use social in your organization? This is my challenge for every CMO out there. Can you use it to help center the rest of your organization, not just, you know, the few departments that I mentioned, but the rest of the organization around your customer? It's finally that day of getting customer intimacy is, is, is here. You've been given the gift. Go use the gift, right? I mean, that's, that's <laughs> pretty spectacular. I want to give people some ways to learn more about you. So you have your blog at pauldenay.com. Yep, I centralized everything onto that platform. So <laughs> not your 43 any, Facebook pages. Exactly right. I mean, so, <laughs> and I don't. I'm trying not to syndicate my content out. So it, it, you know, first run content only runs on that site. Thank you so much, Paul. It was awesome to have you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Check out the extras clip for Paul's insights on mining intelligence from social media and his upcoming book, Facebook Advertising for Dummies. You have been listening to IT Market Buzz with your host, Kimberly Duran. Please visit our sponsors at www.copypunch.com.